0: 2,500 years ago, the prophet Jeremiah, in 580 BC, in the book of Lamentations, the theme was about Israel's sufferings because of their sins. Jeremiah started serving God at a very young age, and he did it very boldly. He identified the problem, and the problem was the false prophets that were teaching Israel had cheated them, Israel. All prophets, Jeremiah says, should always tell people of their faults, should show them their sins, that they may bring them to repentance and so prevent their ruin. You see, but these prophets knew that that would lose them the people's affections and contributions. And they knew they could not reprove their hearers without reproaching themselves at the same time. And therefore they, the prophets, did not discover their own iniquity. Nor, if they did, they saw so little evil in it or danger from it, that they would not tell them, Israel, about it, even though that they may have been a means of taking away their immorality and free them from captivity. You see, prophets should always warn people of the judgments of God coming upon them. But these wannabes saw for them False burdens, the messages they pretended to deliver to the people from God they knew to be false and falsely certified to God. So that by soothing them up, Israel soothing them up in carnal security, they caused their exile instead of speaking the truth and provoking repentance. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. I'm Neil Parks. We've been in the book of Hebrews, and I must say that what we as followers of Jesus Christ are seeing and hearing about in Israel and around us as well in 2023, in these last few weeks of October, is striking in comparison to what was happening to Israel in 580 B.C. Now, Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, I feel this scripture comes to the forefront because of what is happening in Israel and the other countries that surround Israel so as to understand that in the days of Jeremiah, the Old Testament prophet and the similarities are astonishing, to say the least. Sin is sin, and there are consequences. The first message Jesus ever spoke was, repent or perish. He spoke it to Israel, and they crucified him. Twenty-five hundred years ago, Jeremiah's heart was broken for his countrymen, because they ignored God's will to be done. He was referred to as the weeping prophet. Ninety percent of all Israel hated Jeremiah because of the conviction that God spoke through him. Lamentations two fourteen, he says, "Your prophets have seen for you." False and deceptive visions. They have not uncovered your iniquity to bring back your captives, but have envisioned for you false prophecies and delusions. Jeremiah tried to warn them that discipline was on its way because of the disobedient lifestyle they were living of ease, comfort, and pleasure. Their neighbors laughed at them. In Lamentations 2.15, they said, All that passed by thee clapped their hands at thee. Jerusalem had made a great image, got a great name, and endured a great influence amongst the nations. They were the envy and terror of all the neighbors around them. But when the city was reduced they all prevailed in its fall. They hissed, the enemy did, and way-wagged their head and pleasing themselves to see how much it had fallen from its former pretensions. Israel, this the city that men called the perfection of beauty. Psalm 50 verse 2 says, from Zion that beautiful Perfect, holy place shines the radiance of God, so how is it now, in twenty twenty three this perfection of negligence is reminiscence of the days of Jeremiah's warnings Where is is all its beauty now israel this the city which was called the joy of the whole earth psalm forty eight two which rejoices in the gifts of God's bounty and grace more than any other place in which all the earth rejoiced in. Where is all its joy now and all its glory? You see, the enemies triumphed over them in Lamentations 2.16. Those that wished ill to Jerusalem and her peace now vent their spite and malice, which before they covered. They now open their mouths, even they amplify them. They hissed and gnashed their teeth in scorn and indignation and said, We have swallowed her up. It is our doing and it is our gain. It is all our own now. The enemy boasted then and boasts again in 2023 jerusalem shall never be either courted or feared as she has been certainly this is the day that we israel's enemies have longed looked for we have found it we have seen it ah so we have it they said so for a generation the judeans have looked upon the temple in their midst as a comfort and even a protection jeremiah stood before the temple and preached to the same people that they should not trust in the lying words of false teachers and prophets change your ways and stop what you're doing and i will let you live in this land jeremiah preached do not rely on the misguided words but they israel still shouted, the temple of eternal, the temple of the eternal, the temple of the eternal. As if the temple's presence alone will protect you. Jeremiah 7, 3 and 4. Even good things from God, you see, can be misconstrued to turn us away from him. Now the temple itself will be brought low because of the hard hearts of the people my listeners the bible says in hebrews 13:8 jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever what we are witnessing in the middle east right now is exactly what was going on 2500 years ago as the prophets told israel isaiah 7:14 Isaiah said, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. You see, Jesus was on his way then to forgive all the sin of mankind. But they rejected him when he arrived. Israel was warned then and now his return is imminent again. Israel must repent and believe that Jesus is the Christ, their Redeemer. This time, his return is for his bride, the surrendered Jew and Gentile, along with coming judgment. The sad part is that the church is not ready either, because the prophets and teachers have failed to expose mankind's sinfulness today as well. Lamentations 2.14 says, Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not uncovered your iniquity to bring back your captivities, but have envisioned for you false prophecies and delusions. Jesus answered him, Nicodemus, when asked, How can he be saved? Jesus said, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above spiritually, transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. John 3.3 You see, there is now no distinction in regard to salvation, Paul is writing. Neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus. No one can claim a spiritual superiority. Verse 29 of Galatians 3 and if you belong to Christ, if you are in him, then you are Abraham's descendants and spiritual heirs according to God's promise. Paul Galatians three twenty-eight and twenty-nine. My friends, the bride that he Jesus is coming for is not in bits and pieces or you might say denominational or religious movements. Leadership today must teach and expose the sin that condemns. Repentance is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I say, let's pray. Almighty God in heaven, we come before you Right this very moment, we come humbly before you. We come because of who you are. We come, Lord, privileged to be forgiven of our sin. We pray right now that Israel will repent. We pray right now that the prophets would would be the prophets that you send and not of man and his desires. Father God, we lift up Israel. We lift up all the listeners here today. We lift up the Gentiles. We lift up all mankind. You came for all to be saved, Lord. And we thank you, and we give you the glory for it. In your precious, precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Oh, my friends, what a day we're living in. I just pray that we please be faithful to our Lord. God bless each and every one of you. And until next time, I'm Neil Parks.